you know there's a lot of people out there that don't necessarily have jobs that they like there's a lot of people out there that aren't necessarily in relationships that they like not me darling i love you um, but, and then you know the other thing is how many people go somewhere feel valued and get a pat on the back and say yeah you, you've done really well today Hi, this is Mick Tully, and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. Just before Christmas, I met up with Mikey Wright. He's based in Leicester, but he's all over the place at the moment. In fact, he was only in Spain there a couple of weeks ago, and he's one of the driving forces behind Defence Lab. So if you've seen any of the Batman movies, or if you saw Jack Reacher, or Taken, that's the sort of stuff we're talking about. Mikey! Let's start at the beginning. Where did it all start? Where did it all start with the martial arts journey? Yeah. Well, it's funny you should say that. It wasn't long ago when I was moving stuff out of uh, my my mum and dad's house. I found a uh, picture of me training with Neil Adams back in the day, very early on. I think wow. I was six. So my journey started when I could when when I could first start martial arts at five under a, a local judo school. So, yeah. What right. Who who was that? Um, Neil Heathcote. Neil Heathcote. I know Neil Heathcote. Yeah. Yeah. So what's that? Twenty. Twenty-seven years ago. Yeah. So where did you go from there? I went. I started, went on the judo journey till I was ten, and then I took a break from the martial arts and I started back up again. I, think, I suppose where it really started for me in my adult life was uh, sixteen, Maverick freestyle in Hinckley. So it was quite a kind of traditional entry into the martial arts then. Um, so I started training with a guy called Carl Stevens. I trained there for five years. Uh, at the time as well, about 18 months into that, I also started training with Wayne Lakin as well. Oh, the legendary yeah. uh, legendary Wayne Lakin. An upcoming guest. If you're listening to this, Wayne, you've got to start answering those voicemails, man. Wayne is awesome, isn't he? Oh, he was amazing, yeah. So back in the day, I mean, we were... I, it was. It just felt really nice. I used to finish my kickboxing class, and I'd run. His dojo was actually uh, uh, what thirty yards across the road from where the kickboxing school was. Really. So when one finished, I'd run up, and when the, the other finished, I'd run down. So it just worked out really well for me. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a Hinkley boy originally? Oh, no, I'm not originally. Brought Nasty. Oh, you but see. I moved over there for a bit, yeah. So but Hinkley's a funny town, it isn't is it? It's a funny town, yeah. yeah I spent a bit, bit of a misspent youth over there. Did yeah, you? I did, yeah. Yeah, the dog and gun. Do you know that pub? I do. Yeah, yeah. the dog and gun was my. Uh, that was my father-in-law's local. That was. Yeah, right round the corner from the jailhouse. So they used to go in there. They get drunk, <laughs> then they get locked up, and then they'd be let back out the next day, and they go straight back in there again. So. After Wayne Lakin, where did you go? Well, Wayne, unfortunately, when we back in the day, we were cross training. It was, you know, still classed as cross training then. So we were doing like the early, early MMA, I suppose. Um, unfortunately, for for all for all of us, especially you know Wayne himself, he couldn't make the centre pay. So we, I carried on with the kickboxing. I also started and met a very good friend of mine. Um, Stephen died in the Wing Chun. The man, yeah, so, Steve's another upcoming guest. Steve's, yeah, Steve's Wing Chun is off the. Yeah. He's one of the. He's one of. Um, I'm going to upset you, Wing Chun guys who are listening to this. He's one of five guys that I actually really rate. Uh, everybody I know in Wing Chun. This is my disclaimer, by the way. I don't know one really bad guy. I know you guys don't like getting on with each other, but I get on with all of you guys independently. I don't think if we all got in the same room together, I don't know how that would work out. But uh, yeah, Steve's a banger, man. Yeah, I, he's, he's, a he's, there's two people that I think. 
even to this day, really. I mean, I've been very fortunate in the last kind of couple of years to meet some really, you know, big people within the arts, Andy Norman, Bob Breen. Um, but Steve yeah. took my breath away when I first watched him with the wing two. It was the first person who really kind of just, just the wow factor. And he was the one that, that, that kind of always stood out for me and he, over the over the years he's become, he's become a close friend I've travelled with him I went to Hong Kong and China with Steve and did you? Chun school yeah uh, well, did we in China? 2006 I didn't yeah. know that yeah 2006 oh, wow yeah uh, who, who, who did you train with while you were over there Sam? Uh, we, we trained we went out with uh, Master Samuel Kwok and yeah. we also we, we went and met it Chun in uh, in his house, so we went and had a meeting with Ip Chun. You don't mind me asking, what what's he like? Ip it Chun? was it was to be honest. In all honesty, I was horrendously hungover. Well, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. But no. it, it was very it was a very sombre movie amongst the group, I think. But he was very nice. He was very kind of yeah, uh, quite low, you know, quite low key, very gentle guy. But I suppose he's yeah, he's getting on. He's an older chap, yeah, isn't yeah. he? And what what happened with the Wing Chun? Did you, just wasn't that for it's you? Just, I mean, I, t- I trained for I suppose in about eight years in total with the Wing Chun um, I think it was just it was just a travelling to and fro and then this uh, Steve moved from a couple of different locations and in the end I think in the end I started teaching so much myself it just became um, difficult to keep going but I've also I've started back doing some with a friend of mine Carl Jeff Jeffcott who uh, trained under Steve as well so I do know him I've, I think I've only met him a couple of times but yeah he, he used to be up at Pillager's place teaching one of the classes there I yeah. think yeah he's good but in, another banger yeah they're good yeah, yeah, they're, they're, good all, guys. they're all good solid yeah they're, so, they're solid yeah. Solid. Yeah. they are solid they're, they're, yeah. they're the guys that make they, they make me scared of nuns yeah you <laughs> Asian guys yeah I know a nun started that hey come on I know a few bad Catholic nuns so yeah no they're, they're, they're tough tough guys because when I first met when I first met Mikey you were you were doing Sistema yeah I was doing yeah. a uh, demo um, workshop at Seni 2012 yeah. you were indeed yeah, yeah. It seems longer than that. I know, it's crazy. Yeah, Do you know what? Everything's happened since that Senate. Yeah. I met Kevin Franklin and the strike, mate. I met Andy Norman. I spent time with Pillage. I met you. It was crazy. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that was like a, a, the pinnacle point for me in my mind. Really? Yeah, that's Senny, it, Senny 2012. That's where it, it changed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you sure it was 2012, not 2011? Yeah. No, uh, no, it was 2012. Really? Yeah. Because it's every two years, isn't it? Yeah, because you, you were... You were doing system a bit right now. Everyone knocks it because of Mikhail and uh, it, I feel really bad because first of all, I remember some of the early stuff and I was like, yeah, this guy can he can bang. You know, he's a, a large man, so physics works to a degree. But he had something, and now he's been doing a lot of the you know the Jedi mind not, tricks. To stuff. be honest with you, I mean, I've I've been I've trained at the uh, system headquarters in Toronto in Canada. I've met Vladimir Vasiliev. And well, I've Vladimir's been... the one who's still banging away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Mikhail was the one that was gone crazy. So what did what did you what do you think of that? Uh, well, I met, I met that. Vladimir Vasiliev. Well, both I've, I've met both both incredibly humble people. Yeah, I've never never seen anybody move like Vasiliev. Uh, I've never fe- I've never felt and I've never felt a hand like Mikhail Robko. I've never a lot of the stuff, especially you know, I can't quote on the, the non-contact stuff because it, it might, in all honesty, I don't understand it enough to talk about it but I've felt the guys and yeah. they, they it's very difficult you can't context it unless you felt it it's the one thing there's a lot of there's a lot of things shared but it's almost like a propaganda for me with Sistema they they, they somebody picks a, a video and they share the, the stuff that people don't understand but I've felt the guy and I got hit by the guy and yeah. I've, so I've never I've never in my martial arts journey felt anything come close to that although I did I've, I've, I've had a brief um 
thing with Chris Parker who did something similar well. yeah yeah, yeah. Now, now you're talking yeah. there, there's certain guys it's like I had it with I had it with Rick Young uh, first time Rick Young ever did any trapping on me I often say this that my life flashed before me it did and there was nowhere near enough naked women in it that killed me I was like that <laughs> my life flashed yeah it was like so wow. this is the sum total yeah. of what you've done Mick yeah. where's all the chicks in the bikinis um, no but it was I have to admit that's why I was saying about about it because I remember seeing some of the stuff that Mikhail did and then Vasily and you know and these guys that you know and they were banging and I mean you know when they were doing it all right I know when you're on a demo it looks like and these guys are compliant and they're not fighting back and stuff and yeah you you shouldn't judge one of my dearest friends in the world Liam Richards who's an awesome martial artist and an awesome ass kicker who was on Britain's Got Talent and one guy said to me can he do it for real and I was like of course he can do it for real he goes yeah but I see all the jumping spinning back kicks and I said yeah but he can do what he can do the the meat and potato stuff as well you know and that was like I have to admit I think that somebody's got it in for Sistema at the moment because some of the stuff that gets shared just looks brutal it, the thing is it's, it's easy to it in it's easy to do that, isn't it? It's easy to pick an element of an art. And the thing with Sistema is it's all taken in a combat sense. Whereas if, if we if we take um, if we take it out of context, I use the I for me it's the analogy of like looking through the gym door. You know, you're looking at something going on, uh, but you don't understand the context. You don't understand what's being taught within the class. And if you, it's very easy if I was to take Tai Chi or to take any any form based system, you know, to, to to take an element of it and then people say that wouldn't work. But if you understand the context behind it it's probably a really kind of shit analogy but no. for me it's the gym door thing where you're looking in and you go well you can't hear you can only see and and, and that's what i think the problem now is is that's the people's view on on systema i've felt it i feel it i still t teach now it. you've hit the nail on the head you've hit the nail on the head because just as you were saying it i've often thought of it and never been able to put it into those sort of terms but it's the same as listening to the punchline or the start of a joke yeah you know and then saying what was that joke like i said well i I only heard the punch on i only heard the only heard the opener and you're like right okay it was shit and you go mm, no but if everybody but the thing is it only takes there's popular blogs and that that share you know again it's i, I don't I, ne I never talk about anything that i don't understand and i it kind of inspired a blog for me i've tried to start a little bit of writing because i have some thoughts go through my head yeah. and the way i see it is rather than getting pissed off with people that share and put things but yet you know the one question is okay have you ever trained with a guy no okay so you've only got so much but then people jump on the bandwagon you know yeah. i called it my nan syndrome i don't like that but how do you know you never tasted it and it? it's like food i, I know yeah. i wouldn't like it so, <laughs> so i just it makes me you know think of it uh, on a different like, rather than it winding me up it just makes uh, me think oh maybe it's got my nan syndrome and yeah. you know how can you possibly you know <laughs> my nan. how can you taste how can you understand something by looking at it in a magazine or on a youtube channel you can't and yeah. if people some no, it's not for everybody it's, but it's very easy to we live in a world of propaganda don't we we don't yeah. know the truth do we and if you take little snippets of things that are completely out of context but you keep sharing them enough and unfortunately the only ones that seem bothered about sharing especially with the systema is the people that are trying to you know trying to make it look well th th this is the thing first of all i look at it and there's certain things that you know i used to have this years ago because i say trapping doesn't work 
and they don't realise that once I've punched their arm out of the way, that was the trap. Now I'm beating you up. Yeah. And they were like, but, but but trapping doesn't work. And I went, look, you're that much of a moron. You didn't even realise that I trapped you. Yeah. Yeah. I threw a jab out. You brought your hand up. I punched it. I punched your own hand back into your face and then started feeding, feed, just drilling you. And they were like, yeah, but that's not trapping. And you're like, oh God, what did, did you did you think it was going to be Yip Man 1, did you? Well, you were going to be there. We were going to be on a Hong Kong rooftop for half an hour. The, the, the other thing is as well, you know, I, I, it's, it's something that inspired my thoughts. Like, does it work or is it working? Is it kind of, is that the same question or is it two parts of the same thing? You know, does it work in its whatever context that we're talking about, whether it would be competition, whether it would be, you know, self-defense is such a broad combat, it's such a broad spectrum where, you know, in the last 12 months I've taken and I've got a, a private student of mine who came from me from, um, I, I won't talk, you know, a different background. Yes. And he was 62, had lots of tension, you know, and lots of kind of insecurities from his past training. So his training was making, you know, was, oh, was making him paranoid. I've seen it, mate. And yeah. over the last, the last 12 months, you know, when people say it doesn't work, but I know, and I quote from my own experience where, I now carry less tension. I now hit harder than I've ever hit. I now move more fluidly. And I've got a 62-year-old guy who moves better. He breathes better. He's got much more... He's got so much less physical and psychological tension. You know, it goes... I mean... You ask, don't ask me if it's working ask him if it's working no, you man. know so it's the context isn't it you're, do, you you're doing something you're doing something right you know we, we were talking about this earlier the real irony behind it all is the guys who are torturing themselves and they believe they're at DEFCON 1 all the time and you know they, they couldn't fight sleep and, that, and, that, and that, uh, trust me guys you know I'm not saying I'm tough I'm saying that the bar is very low out there the very very low but You've got guys coming to you, and I'm just going to say it from what I saw tonight. I saw some young teens in there, a uh, couple of guys older than me, if you can believe that, right? <laughs> so some guys in there, there's some you know, guys like Charlie Hartner, we give Charlie a shout out as well, awesome physical specimen. But you had the full spectrum of guys and girls there training, at least one housewife there, and they've come to you for Defence Lab, which if people don't know explain to me what the public's perspective of it is and then more importantly what your what what you deliver well I mean, you know defense lab is a it's a reality based self defense program it's really really cool you know it's it's a very very dynamic system you know focuses on you know the 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 really important parts you know uh, protecting the vulnerable parts of the head and that this is the this is its core kind of philosophy with it with it with its shaping system you know again it's andy andy normal is just a fascinating person i don't if you've you know had a lot to do with andy yeah yeah he's got an amazing mind yeah. uh, and he's you know he's managed over the last kind of few years to get it down into a structured program so you know and he's very kind of anarchistic it's you know works really well in multiples it's just a very very function functional program uh, I think what we've managed to do really well is is the way that we integrate it into to, to, to normal people. Yeah. I, I have a, I have a 
you know, I kind of set out with a, with a personal philosophy, and I think that's why we've got such a broad range of people. Um, for the majority of people, it doesn't matter whether whether you're you know your kids or you know especially but but people going through their adult life, very rarely did in a working day or a home life. You know, there's a lot of people out there that don't necessarily have jobs that they like. There's a lot of people out there that aren't necessarily in relationships that they like. Not me, darling. I love you. Yeah. Um, and then you know the other thing is how many people go somewhere feel valued and get a pat on the back and say yeah you, you've done really well today you know I think for the, the majority of people listening apart from those who are in the martial arts you know when was the last time somebody at work told you you've done well when was the last time you walked in you know walked in the house and your your, your husband or wife you know kind of said that you had done something well so for me it's, 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 it's a personal philosophy and it's something that we've put across the school not just even with the other instructors but with the students as well as soon as people come in they're welcomed in you know we have a good time you know we we do a really cool functional martial art and we have a we have a good time doing it and as you can see we've got 13 year old girls right the way through to guys in, nearly in their early 60s they're yeah. all doing the same work but they're doing it at different levels and you know with different intentions so i think we've we've kind of we've done that pretty well i'm quite proud of what no no I, it's one of the things i really do like is like I, yeah i've seen i've seen it come all the way through from where andy was doing JKD with Bob uh, and uh, with Guru Dan and then he was doing Kesey and you could see where it was where it was working to and now I really I have to admit I do like his setup I like I like the way it's worked out I like the fact that there's a, a there's a progression there's a syllabus there's an understanding more importantly no one gets left behind so the drills like the one thing that I do like is I do like the common thread that he's got the same way that Guru Dan teaches where you start off and there's layers upon layers and upon layers of understanding of what you're doing so you can jump in you can get the original concept and then you can expand out of that so I know he's got that and what I like especially and this is this is only my opinion on it I think Andy's got a great product but I, I think you've got a great way of delivering that product uh, that's the thing yeah yeah I think that's I think that's partly what's what's worked for us you know it, it, I was quite fortunate, and I came in the back end of the Casey, so I didn't, I didn't really train it to be honest. So I never, I, I wasn't involved with any before, yeah. the, before the split. So you know, I didn't get affected by that. So I was, I was just really fortunate. So in the last three years, it's, I've kind of you know grown with defense lab as it's grown so we've had our own personal like i say you know our own personal take with it um we don't deliver it too heavy although there's guys you know there's guys in the class that are super talented people like charlie but i've got guys that have been with me for 18 months you know the guys can really move and really mm. hit uh and but yet again at the same time they're, they're training in the same class as people that you know like a bit like what you said Mick there's, there is layers upon layers and upon layers of, of even the, the kind of fundamental stuff and never a time goes by where he won't just melt your brain again no. Time every single time you see him uh, but I do think you know we, we, we're getting it about right in the way you know the way we the way we deliver it. But it is, it's it's an amazing uh, program, and I wouldn't have been able to achieve what I've achieved if it wasn't for Andy Defence Lab and the support that I get from the guys. So I was speaking to our mutual friend Bob Breen on Saturday, and uh, yeah, first of all, yeah, I like the, I like the way you're laughing there, right? Yeah. But Bob's. Bob's yeah, it's something else. Tell me the how, tell me a little bit about how first time you met Bob. Uh, the first time I met Bob, uh, well, actually, I was out in Spain on one of our first team trainings with with Andy, and 
it was it's, it's, it was really weird. I, you know, one minute I'm sitting in, you know, uh, as a teenager reading Martial Arts Illustrated, reading about <laughs> Bob, and then the first time I met him, we were, we were kind of walking on the beach in at night talking about martial arts and it was just a, a real crazy moment it's surreal yeah, isn't it yeah completely surreal yeah, yeah. pretty much I, had, I i still have the same thing oh yeah we, we went out for lunch on saturday and i said to bob i said if you'd have told the 16 year old mick tully i'd be sitting here with bob and judy breen yeah having lunch and not only just having lunch where you actually yeah i'm a friend of yours and uh he was like Wow, really? Because he's shocked. You know, yeah, yeah, he, he gets it. He knows he's like the, you know, the the grandfather or the godfather of JKD. Sorry, Bob, calls you the grandfather again. I know you're going to kill me. Uh, no, but they call him the godfather of JKD in Europe. Uh, but Bob's like, wow. I, yeah, I remember the first time he said, yeah, we were talking, and I said, I can't believe I'm sitting at the table with you and Terry Barnett and Ralph Jones and Rick Young, and it was like we thought you should have been sitting here years ago and I was like you're joking me and they're like no 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 and it is cool because as I said before they always say you should never meet your heroes but we're geeks when it comes to martial arts yeah. and these guys are our heroes it's, I, I you know think, what I mean I think it's you know wherever else I I, I kind of said it's a bit because a lot of people didn't know who well, a lot of people in my kind of life wouldn't necessarily know who he is and the way I say it you know it's a bit like Pele but if Pele was still playing football you know, that's yeah. the thing. How can you describe it? It's like, you know, the guy's amazing. He's an, he's an incredibly humble person. Yeah. Um, so, same with Judy as well. They're just they're, they're, uh, an amazing couple. Um, just lovely, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and where else? Where else would I get the opportunity to, you know, to spend time with people like that? I'm, I'm very fortunate and I've got a huge, you know, a lot of thanks for, to Andy for, you know, just being that person yeah. that's that's well yeah that's one thing with andy andy will put people together you know and just and uh for altruistic stuff as well not just literally it's like this could be good for my business it's not yeah. that not that sort of, it's like i think you'll really like this guy why don't we hook you up and see what see what you've got you know what i mean and see how you get on but he's a uh, yeah, Bob. You know I love you, but Bob's Bob's one of those guys. I, I, I'm very similar in in uh, not in school level, I might add, but in the, in, the, in the mentality that I still like. Bob was telling me he's 66, and he's still like hits like a freight train. Really moves really well. Just an awesome specimen. As I said, he, yeah, he's, he's one of my real inspirations when it comes to martial arts. Yeah, I've, I've been, I've been. You know, really is that lucky. right? Yeah, I've been really lucky. I've been, I've got, you know, again, I've, I've got, we've got another couple of mutual friends. You know, obviously, uh, the uh, Lord of Mayhem, Mr. Pillage. Oh Jesus! Uh, yeah, uh, and he's, you know, he's opened, <laughs> he's opened up many a door for me. Uh, uh, and also, you know, and, and Eddie Quinn as well. Eddie's, Eddie's a, a close friend of mine. Awesome! Yeah, you did a seminar a few years ago, yeah, you guys. Did, yeah, yeah. Through, yeah. Well, we thought it was when it wasn't long after Pillage found out he had. You know, he had cancer, uh, so we didn't know if it was going to be his last. So, but uh, it hasn't. Yeah, Pillage is the marmite of martial arts. You know, it's like uh, I can't stand him, and I'm like, I really like him. Why? And as I said before, first time we ever met, we started chatting away, and I was like, yeah, we were talking about uh, pressure points, and I said, look, I'll tell you right now, I just don't get it. I said, I'm not, I'm not saying it works. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I just don't get it. And then he go, he looked at me, smiled, and he laughed, and I went, listen, Tony. I like yeah. Let's just go there. And he was like, "Let's do it. That's yeah. it." And that, that that relationship based on the fact that he knew I was full of shit. I knew he was full of shit. Yeah, that was it. Boom. Yeah, relationship. Both be full of shit together. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, does this work? I don't really care. Yeah. Who's been the biggest inspiration on you then in martial arts? 
Inspiration-wise, I think, I mean, up, up, up until this point, I think Steve died was for a long time. It, it, when, you know, when it comes to inspiration, I think there's been a lot of, I've had quite a few teachers. I'm, no, I'm, not, I'm not a hero worshipper either. Yeah. You know, I've, I've never been a, a, you know, a Bruce Lee follower or even yeah. really with the Inner Santo. I, 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 only because I haven't had a lot of uh, inspiration from it, a lot of knowledge on it, sorry. I think Steve inspired me for a long, long time. Just that I still remember the, the way I saw him move and always thought, you know, I, I want to be like him. Yeah. And I've always remembered that is that you know that's one thing for me is that you want people to come in and you know just look and go wow yeah I want to be like that too right because I, I know how much it changed I, I know the power of inspiration when it comes to you can teach people things but I know for myself that the biggest changes the most positive things I've ever done I've have been inspired in me by others not not to yeah. or told you know yeah I've, I've made huge changes to my life and not because somebody you know, I've probably not made huge changes because people tell you to. But then, you know, by watching watching the action of others, and I kind of see the power in that as well. So hopefully, you know, I can give a bit of that back along the way. I really think that when it comes to martial arts, when people ask you about it, or they say you do martial arts, say so yeah, yeah. I tell you what, let me show you how you can make someone fall down by just bending their little finger, or you know, doing a Steven Seagal move, or you know, my favourite, beating somebody up with their own arm. You know, and they go, wow, that's awesome, and then they realise immediately how ludicrous it is, and they say, yeah, it's just fun, and then they get it. But then, of course, you know, I'm smart enough. I do know that, you know, I think I move pretty well. And, uh, you know, when I put my hands on you, I think you, you, you realise that, you know, this is a guy who's been there before, maybe. And uh, Mikey's nodding for those of you guys who <laughs> don't think he's agreeing with me there. But, uh, no, but it's the truth, you know, and I'm, I'm very much the same. I... I've always been inspired by people. I, I, I'm one of these guys that I always want to lead by example. I always have done. And I never, ever want to be that guy who's like 18, 19 stone, even though with Christmas coming up and the way I'm eating, I could be there, right? But uh, yeah, and I've got the Europeans in three weeks' time. Shit one, right? But um, I'm one of those guys that think, no, I, I, still, want, I still want to be the guy who does it eight to ten rounds every week on the tie pads I still want to be the guy who spars every Friday night at Brazilian Jiu Jitsu I want to be that guy and as I'm getting older I'm going yeah my knees are now starting to feel like 47 year olds knees you know and then the minute you go in and you start working out especially when somebody comes in to sign up for a class or they come yeah. in but when you start moving you're re- and you're, you're back to being a young man again yeah. aren't you yeah huh? That's the thing. I mean, you know, I've never. It's weird. I sit, sit here thinking about it. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of being a fan of anything. I've, I think people. I'm inspired by people's actions, not necessarily, you know, not necessarily the, the martial arts them, themselves. You know, I, I don't follow actors. I've never followed the UFC. Um, I've just come across some really, really kind of genuine and humble people. And you know, in the in, in my later in the last few years, I'm you know since we're talking about Seni 2012. You know, my life's kind of just. It's been crazy since then, really. I've met Andy. I've met, uh, you know, I've been fortunate to meet people like yourself, Eddie Quinn. You know, Anthony Pillage has introduced me to a whole world of different people. Uh, So there's 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 plenty of people out there for me now. Just to you know, and a lot of it's about it's about people being humble and their actions rather than their for me personally. You know, but it's it's always nice to see you know just to see people and feel people move. You know, doing a bit with Bob, doing doing the bits with 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 Eddie yourself tonight. You know, that's the thing for me. That inspires me. But you've you've said you've said something there. I, I actually said this to Bob Breen. There's a, I've got a few people that I yeah I admire. Uh, yeah, and they inspire me. And yeah, they're not heroes of mine. But like you know, the likes of Terry Barnett. Terry yeah every every aspect of Terry's personality, I admire. 
everything even the stuff that he would say he would see as a weakness you yeah. know his compassion and he says sometimes he thinks he's a little bit too soft too easy going with people and I, yeah i i love that because i'm dead judgmental i'm the complete opposite <laughs> you know as i yeah. said before i'm not a good person i choose to do good things i'm terrible yeah speak to my wife i literally i you know i make snap decisions on people and who they are in literally nanoseconds <laughs> and but the, as i'm getting older it's getting worse because it's i i spend less time on listening to what people say and more time and seeing on what they do and yeah. i yeah and it's like yeah you've told me that but your actions are telling me you're something yeah. else yeah and again with the martial arts you know we'll bring it back to what you're saying about your private student when they come in and the weight of the world comes off their shoulders and they start moving and you're like man you know, yeah i don't believe in god but i'll tell you something if there is a god i got a sneaky feeling this is the sort of shit he wants me to do yeah you well that, I mean? that's that's the thing i mean I, that's why i like teaching privately as well it's a diff i like training privately and i like teaching privately it's a bit of a it's a completely separate experience in itself isn't it you know I'm yeah. fortunate I've got Mike who's sick you know I'm as privileged I think to have him as a student um, if if not more so you know he's 62 he's he'll hate me saying this if he listens to this but he is he's 62 um, incredibly intelligent he's done very he's been he's, been, he's a very successful man uh, he's an investor um, and you know it's, it's an interactive experience just just to just doing you know private tuition uh, and and I'm you know, probably shame to say he probably teaches me as much as I teach yeah, him in the long yeah. run. But for for me, you know, and to to have you know to somebody who you know I teach people who's nearly twice my age how to you know breathe better. He gets more at you know what's more fundamental the you know what's more functional than breathing. And people talk <laughs> about but people talk, you know they talk about function in the martial arts and it's such a vast thing. But and that's the thing for me. It's like you know I know what's worked for me and I know what's worked for other people. So to say stuff, it depends on the context of what you know what's the best thing for for a guy who's 62 to you know to have more flexibility in his back and it is more you know an absence of tension in his body and his his psyche you know is that not functional i don't I, you know i struggle to see how any of that can't be functional so you know you've just mentioned about yeah your private student you get guys that are really you know comparatively at the same level in their field as we are in our field have you noticed that yeah. like yeah. really high yeah, achieving yeah, yeah. guys yeah. and it's it's you know yeah bob breen said this he said he was he went out for dinner with all these guys and they they were all like shipping magnets but like dealing with like the military and stuff and he goes yeah these guys were billionaires three of them were billionaires yeah. And they sat down and Bob was like, this is awesome. We're going to sit down and he was going to pick their brains regarding business. All they wanted to do was talk about martial arts. Yeah. That's crazy. all they wanted to do. And he was like, and I, yeah, I've had that. I've sat down with like investors and I'm like thinking, just tell me where to put some money. <laughs> you know, I, I want, I want a 200% return. That's all I want. And they want to, they want to speak to me Wait, about jujitsu. Oh, yeah. God, it kills me. Well, no, no, you know, no, no, nobody has everything, do they? And that's, I mean, I, I've got Mike, who's 62. I've got guys that are in the, you know, mid, middle age. I've got a guy who's 18 or a teacher. I know I teach them all for different reasons. And I don't, I don't do it style specific. It's what people need at the, at the time. And, you know. What more do you want? Yeah. You know, Jesus, you're doing good in the world. So where's the future? What, what's it well, all for who, you? Who knows, Mick? You know, the last three, the last three years have just been a complete snowball. You know, it's been crazy. It's... 
I don't know where the life's going at the minute, but I know I know one thing: it's good. I'm very fortunate to have a, you know, beautiful, supportive wife. Um, as you know, she's um, certainly beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, and told her she looked like a movie star, mate. You, hey? she, you told her she looked like a movie yeah, star. Yeah, but she that's does, a, dude. That, you don't, I you're swear like, to you're God. You're a favourite person in the world. Hey, I tell yeah. you what. Uh, if you go on my Facebook, you'll see there's a picture. I've actually pretended she's uh, my, my girlfriend. Uh, no, actually, my <laughs> wife, Annie, was like, who's that? And I went, that's Mikey Wright's, Mikey Wright's wife. And she went, oh, that's okay then. Yeah, yeah but it was uh, it was the fact that she was somebody else's wife she was quite happy with. She was quite happy with. But yeah, you've... So, so who knows? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I've been out recently. Again, out in Spain with Andy and those guys. So, I mean, where the, where the that's rock and roll like, lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. I've where seen the, the pictures. Where man. the defence of business is going, who knows? I mean, we've been working with the police. It's I don't know. It's just hang on and see where you know. Just ride the wave. I think. Yeah, I know the Hollywood. There's uh, there's some good stuff coming up in yeah, Hollywood. The, the, when I was in Spain, a couple of the senior guys, uh, Miguel and Ruben, they were on a they were in Madrid on a on a movie set. So. Yeah, it's cool. I it's tell cool, you, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for when they need like a you know, slightly overweight, bald <laughs> character actor to go in there. You know, no, but they've they've got some. There's some great things yeah, on the horizon. Cool. Yeah. And personally, for you, and yeah. I, like I know you like trappings of wealth and that aren't the thing, are they? No, no, no. I mean, I I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of, you know, I, I enjoy spending a lot of time with my family. I enjoy the relationships I have with other people. So I just. I, to be honest, I think I, I like, you know, I also spending a lot of time focusing on developing the things money can't buy. Money can't buy skill. People envy that, and money can't buy. It can't buy experiences or past experiences and love. So, you know. There you go. That's fucking profound, man. I tell you. Now that is the truth. It is, you know, you just said something there that I really, I really do do. People do admire skill. I'd never actually. Yeah, I understood that, and I yeah, but I'd never thought of it and put that sentence on it. I yeah, I'm quite lucky because I've always been dead fortunate. Because you know, you know me, man. I believe in this, man. This is trans. Yeah. I've seen the transformative power, as I said before. <laughs> you know, tell the 16 year old Mick Tilly that you'd be you'd be having. Yep, <laughs> you tell the 16 year old Mick Tilly that I'd even have had a tenth of the life I've had, and I wouldn't have believed you. No chance. I right now, if you go back to my house up in the loft, I still have all my all my uh, combat magazines. You, where I came when I came back from Spain the first time when when I met Bob, um, I went down to I went to I think I came back on the Friday and on the Sunday I was around my mum and dad's. And my dad says, "Clear your shit out my loft while you're here." So anyway, I sat up as you do. I like to think it was a bit like the scene out the Never Ending Story, but anyway, <laughs> just sitting there with the, with the, with the, with the torchlight, looking through, and there's a box with the old MAIs. And do you know what I did? The God's honest truth. I picked up uh, a and I remember reading them all now. Every one yes. I remember. I've read them that many times. Oh, cover to cover. Yeah, yeah. And I picked up a magazine and I opened it and there was a two-page spread on Bob and Andy and it was like wow you know it was just a moment it was the first magazine I picked up and I opened it on the page and I was like it was September 2001 edition and I remember reading it to this day and I just sat there when it came out loft. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I remember sitting yeah I remember it first time round I remember all the articles and I remember sitting there and thinking 
I've just come back from Spain, been walking on the you know beach and spent a week with these two guys, and it's just yeah, I've got a lot of people to thank for it, I suppose, and and a lot a great deal of luck. And uh, bit of hard work, I would have thought, yeah, you know, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. that long the way. Bit, yeah. bit of hard work, yeah. That's sweat is the lubricant of success, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why have you been so lucky? I've yeah. just worked a lot harder than you. Yeah. But it is the truth. <laughs> it's like some people just aren't prepared. Yeah, as I've said before, thirty-one years in the game, and I'm good at turning up. Yeah. Would you say naturally you were a gifted uh, gifted athlete? I was. I was very. I was, I've never been a gifted athlete. I was. I would think I was quite fortunate. My early days of judo gave me good flexibility, and my flexibility kind of helped me along with the, the early days. Of, well, it, I think my flexibility, in the, especially in the early days, was a really big um, driver. But there, there's there's some people are, I think. No, nobody finds it easier to get out of bed in the morning at six o'clock to go running or training nobody yeah. finds it easier to go training on a Friday night when everybody else is down the boozer so you know I think the, a lot natural talent gets people so far but the people who I've seen you know 30 years on are generally not the ones that found it easy in the beginning anyway yeah. um, but yeah, you know the, all you got I, I say it to my guys and you kind of reinforce it so all you got to do is turn up yeah. I saw it, that's the hardest bit once you turn up you just, you'll do it and you'll learn I, I, there's a um, I've got a little phrase I borrowed from Steve Rowe um, and it quite, it's quite a nice analogy for me and it, he's, he talks about saving your martial arts pennies you know yeah. and then over time even if it's just small bits but they all, they all go in the bank and I think that's for me in the long term <laughs> is to, to yeah, save uh, pennies yeah I like, I like I that. now that's a good one because guess what Neil Simpkin I always thought you were a genius now I know where you got it from uh, yeah, yeah when we finished because yeah. Neil trained Neil used to go up and down I think it was correct me if I'm wrong Neil when we speak about this on your podcast but um um, he used to go up and down three times a week to Kent from yeah. from Birmingham to train. And there was a world champion. And uh, it's always the same. You do a session over Christmas. Remember, guys, that's one more in the bank. Yeah. Yeah, and that's he always says the same thing. He goes, "You have one more in the bank now than they do." Yeah, and you're like, "Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, but I'm in my overdraft, professor. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm constantly working in my overdraft here." Is there anybody you would like to thank? I'd like to thank. Yeah, don't be thanking me because we're just sitting in the car talking shit. Uh, I'd like to thank from a martial arts journey. I'd like to thank all the people from the early days because without my grounding with the people likes of Carl Stevens and Steve Died, uh, I wouldn't have the foundation I've got today. Huge thanks to Andy Norman and all the DL guys, Greg, for providing me with an amazing kind of structure to build my business and you know build Greg, myself a new way of life Greg's, Greg's like some egghead man Every these uh, uh, one guy I want to speak to this guy knows the inner oh, workings of oh, everything no, right he's, yeah guy's he's, like he's, a business yeah, fucking yeah. genius egghead yeah, man yeah he is he's, he's mine he's he's he's, uh, he's he's super switched on that guy and as well he's very very un unassuming as well you know he's very friendly They're, all those guys are small very well presented but you know the guy's can really really fight as well perfect you know? so um anthony pillage for just being just being himself just being pelagius and, yeah but, man. yeah and introducing me to a, you know a lot of people on on the you know in the martial arts world and for always you know my wife for putting up with all my shit basically well do you know what from the bottom of my heart my thanks for having me over man it was great oh, thank you thanks for listening today we have a brand new show every friday 
And on next week's show... The martial arts for me has totally impacted in how I approach everything else. So it's made me a much more courageous person. I definitely live a life now that I would never have had the courage to do had I not had the martial arts training that fed into working on the door and doing all that kind of stuff. There's no no audience that I'm going to go and present in front of um, that are going to be as frightening as 400 people in scholars that all want to bottle you. You can listen to all our interviews on MixedMartialArts.com. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes. Mixed Martial Arts is a Pay Your Headphones production. Wow.